1: Life Transformation Radio is all about our transformation. Here, we tell the stories of why we're doing what we're doing. We highlight that transformational moment that changed our lives and how we use it to then transform others and elevate their lives as well. You can listen to us live right here on the Blog Talk Radio Network Tuesday through Friday, 5:30 p.m. Eastern Time. You can also join our Facebook group Life Transformation Radio. And never miss an episode by subscribing where you listen to podcasts. Life Transformation Radio can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify, TuneIn, Player FM, Radio Public, Overcast, CastBox, Himalaya app, the Google Play Music app, or Google Podcasts. It's, we're available on Pandora. And you can subscribe to our YouTube channel at Life Transformation Radio. So I ask that you please subscribe and tell your friends about Life Transformation Radio as well, and if you feel so inclined, leave us a rating or review, letting us know how, we, how we're doing. On the show, my guests are entrepreneurs, speakers, business owners, coaches, podcasters, office, amazing human beings that are impacting the world around them. And my guest today does exactly that. If you have any questions for any of the guests that I bring on the show during our live broadcast, go ahead and give us a call at 657-383-1109. Again, the number, 657-383-1109. And with that, please let me welcome to the show my guest for today, Cody. Welcome to Life Transformation Radio.
0: Thanks for having me, Sean. It's an honor to be on the show.
1: Love, love the fact that you're coming on the show, man, and we were talking kind of pre-gaming it. Uh, where are you calling in from?
0: Uh, Gold Coast Australia today, so a bit, bit of distance between us, but still very close.
1: A little bit? Awesome, man. Awesome. Love it. I definitely want to go to Australia at some point. It is on my bucket list to go to Australia. It's like, a, shoot, man, like 20... Two hour flight or something crazy like that. It's like a long flight from the eastern side of the United States, but I hear it is absolutely amazingly beautiful. And what I didn't know is that our seasons are kind of flip flop. So when it's summer here, it's winter there. When it's winter there or uh, summer there, it's winter here. So I, I had no idea. I had somebody else from Australia on my show one time and I said, So what's the temperature? Like it's pretty hot. Already. No, it's cold. Like what are you talking about? So I guess the seasons are also flip flop.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it's winter here right now. Uh, I live on the Gold Coast, so it's not really that cold. It's probably the the warmer end of Australia. Uh, so it's probably only okay. like twenty degrees Celsius or something, which is still pretty warm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's good to be good to be up in the northern uh, part of Australia just to keep warm as well. I'm not a not a fan of the cold. So I remember when I went to New York <laughs> and it was it was freezing there in September. So Yep. That was good for a trip, but I don't think I could deal with that kind of cold all of the time. So. <laughs> you're
1: like, been there, done there, got the t-shirt, I've had enough. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Pretty much. <laughs>
1: Pretty much. Awesome, man. Well, I'm excited to have you on the show. I've uh, been looking into your stuff. looks like you're doing amazing, amazing work. The title of this episode is The Flow Formula Modality with speaker Cody McCallop. This is episode... 80 of Season 4. Cody McCullough is a speaker who specializes in taking leaders and teams from force to flow. He does this by using the flow formula modality he created, which is based on testing people's epigenetic expression. This means leaders can understand how their brains work differently to others to ultimately get into flow and become superhuman. Cody says that he sees a world where everyone can become superhuman by unlocking their talent or their latent superhuman potential through flow. This is passion, his purpose, and his mission in life. Over the last 10 years, Cody has coached two federal members of parliament, two world champion athletes in multiple sports, as well as hundreds of six to nine figure business owners you can connect with him on your favorite podcast or uh, social media platform on facebook instagram linkedin and join his facebook group the leadership container all the links are right there in the show notes connect with him send him a friend request letting him know that you listened to his episode of life transformation radio Cody, the first question that I have to ask, and I believe it is the most important question you could ever ask yourself, is why? Why do you do what you do?
0: Um, I think the, the core reason why I do what I do is because I was ultimately born to do it. One of the things that I'm doing when I'm working with people is I test the epigenetic expression to understand how their brain works differently to other people. And part of that means that every single person has a certain body that has certain talents, as you said, certain superhuman abilities, which lie latent within them. Uh, so we're, we're born into this, this body, this vessel, which has all of these absolutely amazing strengths that no one else has. And when we can actually start to utilize them to unlock them, to bring them into the world, that instantly creates the capacity for us to actually create for creation's sake, rather than just creating, because we have to in a lot of instances. So, when when people ask me the question, why do I do what I do? It's because I was born to do it. I was born into this role based on the, the biology that I have, the biology that allows me to speak the way that I speak, the the way that I communicate, the way that I create is very specific and unique based on how my body is actually set up. So when we look at it, every every single person will have a, a specific <clears throat> strength, a specific weakness and most people instantly try and fix all of their weaknesses and it creates this this almost sabotage mechanism of not being who they truly are at their core essence and when we can actually start to own all of those parts of us when we can own all of those strengths we can own also all of those weaknesses to be able to outsource those to be able to delegate those to be able to dump those things so we can only live in the activities and the actions that light us up the most then that creates the capacity for us to uh, just live that lit up life live that fulfilled life live that life that we've all dreamed of which is ultimately what it's all about for me that's my why my, my why my why becomes number one because i was born into it and number two uh is because this is what i want to create for the world i see a future where humans can actually live from their highest needs uh, of of growth and and contribution when people are growing and contributing to the world and they have this this lit up experience of life this aliveness experience of life where they can actually start to live that life of fulfillment that we all ultimately crave but at some points in our life mm-hmm. is blatantly missing for us as well so when, when we have an understanding that every single person is an individual and we tra- treat ourselves as that rather than trying to put ourselves in boxes uh, and we understand who we are at our core essence through our epigenetic expression what that then allows us to do is to start to live that life of aliveness of fulfillment of joy of pleasure of fun throughout the entire process by us actually uh, creating what we're here to create in this lifetime mm-hmm. and when when I see the future for us it's very much based around how we actually start to create that future of all of our needs being met not just some of the surface level ones not being uh, in conflict all the time with people it, it's it's this world where we actually start to Create each and every person having that deepest sense of fulfillment in every area of their life, not just in one area. Uh, and this is why I consistently talk about creating a, a superhuman society. It's, it's where we can start to live from those highest needs, or we can actually start to utilize our greatest strengths rather than hide them. Because the ironic, the ironic thing about most people is, whatever their greatest strengths are, often people make that wrong. It's like you, if you're really good at judging things, instantly people make that wrong mm-hmm. and yet judgment is required. And uh, I was talking to a client on Wednesday, she she's a lecturer at a university uh, for nurses and she's like an absolute expert at triage because she judges things so much more deeply than the ordinary person. In that context, it is super needed to be super judgmental to be able to discern what is actually going on for someone. And yet most people instantly mm-hmm. make that mechanism of judgment wrong. So uh, when, when we bring it back to why I do it's number one, because I was born to do it. And number two, because I see a future where we can all live that, that lit up life that we ultimately all deserve.
1: Outstanding, man. Something that I wanted to kind of dig into was the epigenetic expression. And, and for those that don't know what epigenetics is, I've, I've, I've heard it in certain places, certain um circles, uh whether, you know, there's there's a lot of people that are like energy healers or they're um I, I had a lady on the show who did genotherapy. Literally she she had a a, a program where it was like a geno hypnotism something or other like like you can actually go into your, I don't know if it's DNA, but you can go into your genes or whatever and like restructure some things to like not get sick or not get a um, generational curse type thing, you know? So it was, it was really like, like kind of out there, but I've heard it said before, like over and over again, um, but epigenetics and the epigenetics expression—can you talk about that a little bit? Because you know, epigenetics is is basically just, uh, I guess, changes in the in, in the way our
0: genes are expressed.
1: I guess. I mean, I, that's the best way I can think about it.
0: Yeah, yeah that's that's a great starting point to to talk about it. Like our epigenetic expression is how we're currently expressing our genes. So if we think about us and our parents, we've got a lot of similar DNA to our parents. It's a combination of both of our parents' DNA. Uh, and yet, in a lot of yep. instances, we're not necessarily like our parents in a lot of areas. We are in some areas, but in other areas, we're not. So this is based on our epigenetic expression. So our genes are being expressed differently because throughout our entire life, we're consistently making choices. If I eat something, then it's going to change how my genes express themselves. If I am, am in a cold environment versus uh, where I currently live, then my genes express themselves differently because of the environment. Our epigenetic expression is really how our genes, now DNA interacts with the environment that we're in, with all the choices that mm-hmm. we make. So when we can understand what are going to be the optimal choices, for us to actually make, then we can actually start to create ease and flow in our life. For me, uh, one of the core things that my body is actually driven by is adrenaline and testosterone. So that means that I love challenge. I love speaking. I love all of these things. And that actually lights me up. And if I don't have that expressed, uh, then I go into an, a, an experience of suppression, which leads to uh, repressed anger and then depression, which I'll talk about in terms of my story a little bit later on what we can look at there is if I understand what the core driver is for me on a biological level, well then I can actually start mm-hmm. to create my life around that so that it actually creates this lit up experience for me rather than the the inverse of having that, that depressive episode in my life. So when we're looking okay. at that, the the way that we look at our epigenetic expression is we, we categorize it into kind of six different core um, epigenetic expression types. So, I'll just run through those now. The first one is the activator, which is me, which is driven by ACTH, which is responsible for uh, adrenaline and testosterone. So that's all about challenge. Uh, the next type that we talk about is the connector, which is uh, like my partner Jackie. She is driven by oxytocin. Uh, so it's all about connection for her and trust. We move around to someone who's a guardian, who's driven by prolactin. So it's all about nurturing and creating a family unit for that person. We've got a diplomat who's a driven by serotonin so it's all about um yeah. seeking pleasure and avoiding and avoiding pain then we move around to a yep. sensor which is driven by vasopressin which is about mineral balance and then a crusader which is driven by dopamine so it's all about achievement for them so we could have the exact same uh, experience or behavior for each of those people for completely different reasons so if we just looked at the context of exercise for instance i would exercise the challenge i connected with exercise for connecting with people in variety uh, a guardian would would uh, exercise to be able to create an extension of their family unit. A diplomat would exercise uh, to be able to create uh, a release of serotonin in their system so that we would feel good and uh, assist in their digestion because more than 70% of the serotonin is in the gut. A sensor would exercise to be able to get out of their head because they're always in a beta brainwave frequency uh, brainwave so getting out of their head becomes a core component and then a crusader would exercise to uh, create achievements, So they'd be comparing against themselves consistently. They'd be using Garmin watches and all of these things to be able to track exactly what they're doing at all points in time to be able to measure where they're at. So when we're looking at our epigenetic expression, we're looking at the underlying biological driver behind things rather than just the surface level behavior. If we only look at that surface level behavior, then what that creates is just a surface level understanding of what's actually going on. And when we just looked at that, individual context that we just talked about of just exercise, we can see that people are going to exercise for a completely different reason. If we understand why mm-hmm. people need those things based on a biological level, based on what their gene expression needs. Well, then we can actually start to create that ease and flow in their life. We can start to create that life where they have those basic needs met. So then they can actually then create access to their highest needs of so that growth and contribution where they can, start to make a real difference in the world where they can actually start to be lit up by consistently growing by having everything uh, in alignment with what is going to be the most enjoyable for them because then that creates mm-hmm. the capacity for them to, to actually live in that superhuman life for themselves. So when we understand that epigenetic expression uh, that creates a foundational understanding of it to dive a little bit deeper, we have both short-term and long-term epigenetic expressions. So things like your, your skeleton is a long-term epigenetic expression. It's based on all the hormones that okay. occur throughout your body. So it does, doesn't really change much throughout your adult life. Like after 18, 19 years old, your skeleton doesn't change much. So that's very much foundational for your epigenetic expression uh, long-term. So a lot of things that we can actually start to determine by certain ratios in your body. Like if your index finger is longer than your ring finger, then you are more likely have less testosterone in your body. Because there's only a certain hormonal profile which would create that in your developmental years of that uh, skeletal expression. We've got that long-term epigenetic <laughs> expression, which doesn't change much. Uh, and then we've also got the short-term of things like if I if I drink water or if I um, eat or something like that, that's going to change my epigenetic expression as well. And we can actually start to map that out by putting it all into an AI system and basically just spitting out everything that you need to know about yourself. It just becomes basically getting an encyclopedia of who you are at your core essence. So that's how we uh, utilize the epigenetic expression to learn who you are. Wow. I was just
1: kind of skimming the surface. <laughs> <Like, laughs> wow. That was – because it's something that isn't brought up a whole lot. And so hmm. I applaud you for, for nailing it down, man, and drilling deep into – into what it is, and and in a way that it is completely digestible and and understandable, really. Because, like I said, I've heard it said it in different different places, and like, well, you know, the the easiest way to to say it is this, you know, and uh, it's like, okay, well, what's the not easiest way, right? I was like, let's dive deep, but. I could totally follow along with what you're saying man, and um I love it, man. very, very cool it's like it's like it's it's like your own uh category that you're playing in you know mm. when when you're speaking on stage is th- I'm assuming this is something that you speak a lot about,
0: yeah, yeah, so I speak a yeah. lot about it uh in different contexts uh also got my book at the editor at the moment in terms of. Uh, explaining it on an even deeper level as well, so it it, it very much has comes down cool. to uh, breaking it down for people so that they can understand it, so it is digestible. Because in most instances, when people talk about epigenetic expression, they go into the depths of this science around yep. it. And I like even even now I could dive deeper down because when we're looking at someone's epigenetic expression, yes, there are six different primary types, but then we also break it down into. Uh, 360 different types which is what I do in my uh, superhuman leadership certification then on a medical level you're looking at each mm-hmm. individual gene expression so that's 26,000 over 26,000 gene expressions that every single person has on a medical level that's actually what they'll look like look at so wow. and we can actually break it down to the individual component of just the six different uh, primary expressions that we look at then we can have a, a conversation around it where it is actually digestible because if we're to, to talk about uh, specific genes or gene clusters as they normally show up for people's expressions, well, then it's just like, okay, it's way too sciencey. We lose everyone. So uh, when we're talking firstly about it, it's just creating that foundational understanding of the six different types. Uh, and it creates that truly personalized approach because we break it down into different depths of information when we actually start to look at it. So,
1: mm-hmm. very cool, man. So I'm curious about your transformation. The show's theme is life transformation, and everybody has one. Um, I started the show because I wanted to highlight people's moments where they're on a path, and somehow they got diverted. There was a crossroad. Something happened and changed their trajectory. So for you, what would you say is a transformational moment that changed your life and it put you on the path to what you're doing today. Mm-hmm. Cool.
0: I think there, there was two key moments for me. Uh, one of the key moments was uh, I was driving down the road, which is like literally just down the road from where I am right now. It's about a kilometer down the road. I was driving down the road um, in my car and I pull up to this traffic light and I have these tears streaming down my face and I have this thought come into my head. And the thought is, I'm at this red light. I'm seeing all the traffic rush past. I'm seeing all these trucks go past. You know what? I could probably just like roll into traffic and get taken out by a truck and my life would be over. But it wouldn't look like a suicide. Because I was in this experience where I had more success than I'd ever had before of what I perceived what success was. Like I was presenting all around the country. Mm-hmm. I was... I was I'd created this massive following and everything that I was doing, but I wasn't fulfilled. I was I was doing things because it wasn't it was perceived to be successful for other people, but it wasn't actually in alignment with who I was at my core essence. So I had this experience and in in that moment, I, I knew in that moment that I had to go and get some form of help. I knew that it was like, okay, cool. This is a red flag point in my life where I have the choice to continue in this thought process of like looking for ways where I can end my life without it look like looking like a suicide because like I couldn't do that to my family that was the thought that I had I was like I know that my family would really struggle if they if they knew that I actually ended my own life so I was looking for ways to be able to do it without it looking like a suicide and I was mm-hmm. like just trying to find all of these ways of doing it so in that moment I knew I needed to be able to find some help in that instance and the ironic thing is, I didn't get help straight away. Like it's funny when you look back at it. It's like I knew right then I need to get help, and it was still a couple of weeks later before I actually re- finally reached out to a psychologist. Because like in, in a lot of instances, there's there's all of these things that we know that we need to do and we still don't do it, and that was that was my experience then. And eventually, I, I reached out to a psychologist. I started to become obsessed. With, with mindset because I was already I was doing a lot of uh, business coaching, consulting, presenting, and things of that nature. And it just wasn't lighting me up. And what I noticed was when I went through the period of depression, I just became obsessed with the mind. I just became obsessed with, with not necessarily just getting back to functional, which is what I noticed the, the core focus was for most psychologists, for most professionals in the, in the context of depression. It's like, oh, we just got to get this person back to functional. Like, I don't want to be functional. I want to be happy. I want to actually enjoy my life. I want to live a life of fulfillment. So that was a foundational step for me to to get Love back that. to functional, first of all. Then also actually creating the life that I wanted. And I just became obsessed with mindset in that in that point. I went through that proverbial dark night of the soul to become obsessed with mindset. And that instantly changed the trajectory of my life. And that was a it was it was a really tough experience. Uh, and at the same time, it was exactly what was needed for me to to start to develop the the resilience and the strength that I have today and the the stories that I have today to be able to share when I'm sharing my message, when I'm sharing my story with the world. That was it, it was a really tough time, and at the same time, it was exactly what I needed in that time. so that that's that's very much about the the first part of the transformation of me. The other one was a very uh, subtle transformation for me. I um it was it was when I started into uh epigenetic expressions. I was I was lecturing for Sports Nutrition Australia at the time and one of the other guys on the board said, "Hey, come along to this event on epigenetic expressions. I think it'd be really good for your business." And I was like, "No, I'm not interested." And then he followed up again and he said, "I think it'd be really good to come along." And I said, "Oh, well, Who's going to be there? Maybe I can network with people that, that are going to be my target market and it'll be a good experience for me, even if I don't use it in my business, it'll be completely fine. And he, <laughs> looking back now, it's very funny because he, he understood my epigenetic expression. So he understood how to communicate with me. He understood that I just needed challenge. Um,
1: <laughs>
0: so he set the challenge of, hey, I challenge you to come along and see how many people you can actually network with. And instantly because my brain oh, is filtering wow. through challenge all of the time, he actually asked that question, which is one of the things that I do with, with the people that I'm working with is learning how to communicate based mm-hmm. on people's epigenetic expressions. So he communicated that. And what that meant was I went to that event and I was absolutely blown away. I was instantly changed my, the entire trajectory of my life. It was this subtle little thing. It was this tiny little decision to go, okay, yeah, I'm going to go along to this event. And I had zero intention of using any of it. Uh, and when I got there, I was just like, wow, this is game-changing. And it changed the trajectory of everything. Looking back now, it was like those are the two pivotal moments in my life, that, that dark night of the soul that I went through, that pain that I went through. And then also just the, the tiniest mm-hmm. of little decisions of just to go along to events, to network with people, changed like the trajectory of my life, like night and day difference. And uh, when I brought those two things together, I could actually it gave me an understanding of why I actually got into that depressive episode in the first place. It got me an understanding of why I actually um, had that experience of depression, because even with depression, it's going to show up differently for every epigenetic expression as well. Like most, most people think that talk therapy or going to a psychologist is going to be the best thing for them. And there's certain people that it's going to be detrimental to them because it increases their neurosis Whereas other people, talk therapy is going to be the right. greatest thing for them if they've got depression. So when we, yeah. when we look at this uh, epigenetic expression of people, we actually just look at how they're actually uh, operating in the world, how they're actually uh, thinking and communicating differently to other people so we can actually start to create the capacity yep. for them to actually live that life, which is actually aligned with what their biology is actually set up for. And when we can do that, then we have that access to those latent superhuman abilities that we all have access to. So, yeah. Love that's, that, that's, man. That's very much about my story.
1: Yeah, I love that. And similarly, how you said about, you know, talking to somebody and it doesn't work for everybody, and that's just, that's just not how I was. Like, I didn't want to talk about stuff. Yeah. Even now, I don't want to talk about stuff. I just want to get it fixed. I don't want to sit yeah. around in a brainstorming. Like, like when I work with clients, I'm like, okay, what is it that you want to create? Let's say they want to create a podcast. And you had mentioned something before about, you know, you had a podcast and something you want to get back into. I'm like, let, okay, well, what's the theme? Like, like, what do you want a podcast for? What do you want it to do? I don't, I don't want to sit here and brainstorm colors of a logo and a, <laughs> and a, a subtitle of it and what like I want to know what it is that you want to create and then let's go do it. Let's go get the screwdriver, let's go get the hammer, let's get the nails and let's build it. I don't want to draw blueprints yeah. for 3 weeks. <laughs> I want to draw them for like an hour and then I'm good. Yeah. Like like I've got the concept. Let's just go do it. You know, and it's the same way. Like literally I believe in how you do anything is how you do everything. And I look yeah, at my 100%. life and you know people are like, well, can we talk? I'm like, ugh. okay. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> like, like inside I'm like, oh, great. But on the outside, I'm like, sure. Let's do this. Like we want to talk about, I'm a great listener. I'm a great, I'll sit there and listen to you all day. The problem is I'm like, do you want me to fix it? Or do you want me to just listen? And my wife mm-hmm. said, I need you to fix anything. I just need you to listen. And I've learned this about myself. I'm like okay, I can do that. I can listen, and then, like every time. So what do you think? I know that you want me to fix it, and um, I don't really have any thoughts on it because I'm just supposed to listen. <laughs> you know, like, like I don't want to give me thoughts on it, but uh, but here's my thoughts anyways. You know, and then she's like, ah, oh, so what do you think I should do? I'm like, oh, I thought you knew I me to fix it, but a lot of people are like <laughs> that. You know, I think a lot of people talk to you about stuff. You know, and, and and are secretly searching for, like, what do I do? Like, what's like, what's the answer? They're always searching for answers. Mm. And I just know about myself. I don't want to sit in a room and talk to somebody about it. I just want to fix it. Hey, man, this is yeah. what, like, it's like when you go to a doctor. It's like, how you feeling? I'm like, not feeling great. What's going on? This is what's going on. Huh. Well, take these pills or go do physical therapy or let's have surgery. Like, sounds great. Let's do it. Like, like you're moving forward. Progress. Yeah. Is one of my biggest, I would say, besides loyalty, I would say that progress is one of my biggest needs in my life. I have to feel like I'm moving somewhere. I'm doing something. And it shows in every business I've ever had. You know, I built four businesses since 2004, and I'm amazing at it for the first year or two. And then I just get stagnant. I'm like, ugh, I don't want to do this no more. <laughs> so um, my relationships were like that. People that I dated were like that. You know, I get bored of them. I'm like, all right, next. Uh, it's just a miracle that, 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 you know, me and my wife have been together for 13 years. And even with, like, places I've lived or houses that I've had or cars or like, anything, anything that I've had, I'm like, I don't want this anymore. Like, it was cool when I got it. I'm out for something else, you know. So we go through, like, cars a lot. <laughs> we go through, like, I don't know. I just, that's just how I am. So when I'm listening yeah. to you talking about like your expression, I'm wondering, I'm like, maybe I have genes that are built in for like variety. I feel like variety is probably yep. another basic human need that I think yeah. is displayed so, more than than everything else.
0: Yeah. So uh one of the core concepts that Tony Robbins talks about is our six human needs. So we've got uh certainty or and versus uncertainty, which and uncertainty is also variety or novelty. We've got uh, connection and significance and then growth and contribution. So we all have all of those six needs and based on our epigenetic expression, we'll have a predominance for certain ones. So what's, right. what's occurring for, for you in that instance is you have that need for uncertainty, which is very common for people who are in business because they thrive on it. If you have a, if you have a predominance for certainty, then it's, it's more difficult to have that need be met in business. So when we look at that, mm. When, whenever you're communicating, I'm consistently listening for how people communicate to understand what the epigenetic expression is just based on how they communicate. So based on what you're actually saying, it's like, okay, you've got a need for growth and variety, which generally shows up in the, the border of uh, a, an activator and a crusader. Based on that, you don't necessarily like to listen to people for long periods of time. So that shows up in that section as well. So when I'm doing this, I'm very much listening to understand where people are at and where they're coming from because the biggest limitation with most people when we're when we're relating to people is understanding how people communicate like if i was to communicate with you through um, just data and mapping out things for months and months on end that it just bore your brains so i instantly understand okay how sean communicates is completely different to someone else so i communicate how you listen rather than even how I listen, because then if I can communicate right. how you listen, what is what is said is what is heard because conflict is created when what is said is not what is actually heard. So if you're communicating with your partner and you're already starting to tune into this, well, she listens differently to, to you. She filters her world differently to you and you, you've you already started to tune into how that actually shows up for you. And you can just get a deeper understanding of what that is. You can get an understanding of why is it that she needs to to speak to talk in that instance because that's how she's starting to communicate it's like oh well i need to talk to think need to externalize it out of my head so that it's complete i don't need you mm-hmm. to fix me but then at the same time i also have the craving of you actually like giving me feedback at the same time because that creates the depth of connection <laughs> yeah. so right. even in that instance like um most likely she would be a connector and you'd be on the border of um activator crusader and when, when I'm guessing these, I'm, I'm normally about 70% accurate. Normally, it takes about 45 minutes to be able to go through and do a full test for someone uh, to actually see exactly where they're at to be able to map out their entire skeleton and go through all the questions and things like that. When, I, when I'm talking to people, I have about that 70% accuracy. So even just based on that small interaction of what you shared, it's like, okay, cool, This is this is most likely what's going on for you. So when you create that life of growth, challenge, and variety, and you build that into everyday life and every part of your business well then that just becomes how you actually create a lit up life because if someone like you does the same thing over and over and over again it just gets draining for you you actually fast track the rate at which you move towards burnout so when you build in that 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 primary need which would be uh creating a mechanism of mm, that growth and that variety for you then everything starts to become easy if you build that into every single day then it just creates this this mechanism that you don't have to go through this massive life shift every every couple of years. So uh, what yep. will happen there is we we will unconsciously start to create our needs being met in some way that can be in a resourceful way or an unresourceful way. So the resourceful way uh, that you've created, started to do that over the last few years has been through business. I feel, all right. I have my, my needs of novelty, variety, challenge, growth through my business uh, rather than creating that more through your relationship or through a new relationship, which you might've done when you are younger before you got married. So we will get our needs met in some way. It's just looking at how we can actually channel those needs into something, which is something that we actually want to create rather than creating drama or challenges in our life that we ultimately don't need. Does that make sense?
1: Yep, absolutely. One of the shirts I have, I have an affirmation and empowerment clothing line called LYB yeah. Clothing Inc. One of the shirts says, I don't make excuses, I make results. Which is like, yeah. I don't have time to just sit here and make a bunch of excuses and wonder why it didn't happen. Like, I'm just not making it happen. Like, I've got to make yeah. it happen. And maybe it's the military background in me, you know, being in the military for 20 years. But I got to make it happen, no matter what. So I tell people, like, you either make it happen, no matter what, or you make excuses on why it didn't happen for you
0: hundred percent and i don't make excuses and yeah that crusader that, that's man. That, i keep uh,
1: thinking about that that crusader
0: <laughs> yeah and that that specific statement is as i said like right on that border of um activator and crusader so you'd be right in that kind of zone when we when we understand someone like that it's very much just filtering through results it's like all right let's just do whatever it takes to be able to get results i'm going to uh, do what's required rather than like what's comfortable in that instance, which is absolutely mm-hmm. great for an entrepreneur. Uh, it, yep. it has the tendency to be able to go through because the, the crusader part of that is when when you're driven by dopamine, it's really good because you can push through things. But the limitation is dopamine is also a, a painkiller for us. So it means that you're more likely to push burnout if you don't go through effective uh, rest phases or recovery phases as well. So what happens is uh, if you've got a lot of dopamine in your system and you, and you look at it in the, the context of um, uh, being in the armed forces, generally, if you're in a battle and whatever happens, your leg gets cut off or something, then what will happen is you'll be able to just basically use your dopamine as a painkiller just to basically claw yourself to whatever the next aid station is so that you can get yourself sorted out and you'll be able to do that because you've got so much dopamine in your system. Other people might not be able to do that. That right. just instantly pass out. So wh- when we look at it in that context, it's looking at it, okay, that's a great resourceful uh, process that we get to utilize by using that dopamine. And at the same time, everything, every superhuman strength that we have also becomes a weakness. And we take it to the extreme because when you become obsessed with certain things, which is a natural tendency, because if you're a crusader, then you're on a crusade, you're fighting for something in a lot of instances that's great yep. So long as you take uh rest which is also the last thing that you want to do because and, and if a, a hot tip for a crusader is between 8 and 10 p.m at night uh, is the predominant time when people have their dopamine stores replenished so that would be the best time for you to meditate if you don't do that then often if you have a high stress between that 8 and 10 p.m kind of time frame then it feels like uh, if you're, if you're overworked during that time, it sometimes feels like you're almost hung over the next day as a crusader. So, uh, one of the core things you look at, I, I, I yeah. peak out. I mean, I'm like,
1: like I peak between like eight and 11, man. I'm like, like, I'm like, let's do this. Um, yeah, I, I just, I, I'm a night owl. I function yeah. so
0: good at night. Yeah. And, uh, especially for where people sit there, uh, what will happen in that instance is generally perform extremely well there. Uh, and at the same time, the cost is how you'll feel in the morning. So when oh, you yeah, look at that, it's like, I, I, yeah. So the, there are certain people that are night people uh, based on their biology and morning people based on their biology. And there are some people uh, that have it kind of switched uh, because of how they've actually started to tolerate things. So there's, um, I had this example of, um, uh, an Olympic level swimmer who came to me and as, and as an Olympic level swimmer, what you need to do is you need to swim three hours in the morning and three hours at night. And she'd done that for 30 years because she'd retired by the time I, I was talking to her. And I was like, okay, uh, based on your epigenetic expression, it says that you're more likely to be a night owl in this instance. And she's like, oh, well now I'm a morning person because I've gotten up every single morning for the last 30 years. Uh, and swam three hours in the morning. I'm like, okay, cool. How about we do this? How about we look at it? Uh, just changing it just to the night sessions and see how it goes for one month. And uh, she came back to me after a month and said, I actually feel a lot better now. And I'm actually having an increased performance by doing less by training at night only. And what I realized was during that time, every six months throughout that 30 years, I'd go through this, this time of burnout. I didn't understand why, but every six months I'd be able to do it. But then every six months I'd go through a phase of burnout and I'd get uh, had like glandular fever and all of these different things and all of these different sicknesses and all of these different burnout things every six months. So when we instantly mm-hmm. shifted her from just doing the night sessions, when we created that for her, the burnout stopped. Like it's been like two years uh, since then, and the burnout has has not actually returned because she just created that shift. So then we can actually just look at how important uh, timing is to things, because in most instances, most people are doing the right thing just at the wrong time based on the epigenetic expression. And that was a perfect example of it, of someone who said like night and day, she swore on her life that she's a morning person. And I was like, yep, I get that. Yeah. And let's try this. So
1: uh, when
0: we look at that, as soon, as soon as we have that biological understanding of what's actually driving someone, we can actually start to step out of all the conditioned behaviors that we've actually had and actually create alignment with that. And that creates that lit up life for us. It creates that capacity for us to mm-hmm. to enjoy everything that we actually do. And in, in that context for you, it's just like, okay, cool. You've got that need of variety. You've got that need of growth. Let's find as many ways as possible to have that need be met so that you actually do live that lit up life. We're not going to change how you get your needs met. It's like, how do we, so we're not going to change to create the effective language there. We're not going to change that your needs are getting met. We only change how they get met. So that will get met in some way. So we want to create that being in an empowering, resourceful way through challenge, through business, through all of these different things so that you can actually live that lit up life so that you can live that superhuman life that we all have the capacity to be able to do, because that's ultimately what I see for society. I want, I want to see that society where we can all actually do that. Where all of our foundational needs are met. So that we only live from those highest needs, the highest needs of growth and contribution from everything that we do. So, that's ultimately what I'm all about.
1: Love it. Love it, man. If someone wanted to hire you to speak either at a virtual summit or on their podcast, or somebody wanted to book you just to get you on a, on, on their show or a conference or something to have you speak, what would be the process for that?
0: Uh, the best process would just to be email me at uh, love at Cody com And my, uh, my assistant would get back to you because she organizes all that because that's her zone of genius in terms of booking events. So like one of the things that I talk about with people is there, there are certain tasks which are going to light you up and there are certain tasks which are, which are going to drain you. So I'm committed to creating yep. my life being only the expression of things that are going to light me up. And then I'm going to work with people who are going to do everything else which lights them up. So my assistant's a connector. So that means that she can multitask more than anyone else so she can manage all of these different things and she loves connecting with people. So that becomes the greatest uh use of her biology, her time, all the things that light her up and the greatest use of my time is to be able to do things like this where I get to talk with amazing people like you, Sean, and interact with people like you who are actually creating massive changes in the world because that's what's going to light me up. So um right. Yeah. Love but it. That's man. a that's a, you can contact me Very like cool. that, and you'll be talking to my assistant. So
1: uh, steady. where should they go to connect with you besides the email uh, like, do you have a preferred yeah. uh social media
0: yeah the best place to connect with me is just on facebook uh that's where i'm most active that's where i uh okay. that's where you'll be able to get in contact with me the most you just check out the the leadership container which is the facebook group that i run there's a lot of uh, free trainings in that group and challenges that i've run in the past to learn about your epigenetic expression on an even deeper level to be able to find out what that is and how that can apply to your circumstances and your situation to be able to create you unlocking that latent superhuman ability, superhuman ability that you have uh, lying dormant within you. So that's the best place. Love it, man.
1: Thank you for some, thank you so much for coming on the show. This is absolutely incredible. I learned a ton of stuff. I feel like I got a free coaching session, man. It was like, I learned a lot. <laughs> I, it was amazing. So uh, anybody who's listening, connect with cody
0: he is absolutely brilliant
1: and uh i just appreciate being on the show ma'am.
0: thank you thanks for having me i i really appreciate when people are willing to put the time energy and effort into creating something like this to be able to create a podcast which is, is success, success successful as yours it's been going for as long as yours it's an honor to be able to to have you interview me on this and keep doing the great work that you're doing so thanks for your time
1: Amen. Yeah, man, we'll keep in touch and talk soon. Absolutely. So Life Transformation
0: Radio listeners, an
1: amazing guest impacting the world around him. If anything has resonated with our conversation with Cody McCall today, please reach out to him. There are social media links in the show notes. Click on those. Send him a friend request, letting him know that you listened to the episode of Life Transformation Radio. With that, I close the show by saying live your brand find opportunities every day to live out the core values that you hold deep in your heart. And I call this living your brand. So until next episode, live a great life.